everybody. Welcome to the Unfiltered Farm Wives podcast. I am Kelly McCormick. Joined by Mrs. Grown Corn. <laughs> I was Carolyn Reed last time, so I'm going for Mrs. Grown Corn this time. So I don't remember. Switching it, it up, switching it up. Oh, yes. so it's January. It's January. We just got done with Christmas. How was your Christmas, Carolyn? Christmas was, Christmas was good and bad. Yeah. This year for Christmas, I felt like I was chasing my tail the entire year, even though I started earlier with everything than I normally do, but it was just lack of, lack of excitement about it. I think yeah, it, yeah. It was, it was a task on my list to do versus yes. something I was excited about doing. Absolutely. Like I really, I, and, and we, you and I talked about this briefly in Messenger and everything with our other friends and I had a really, really, really hard time finding the joy of Christmas this year. And that's Same. not like me. Usually I'm like, it's October 1st. Time to yep. get the Christmas music out. Amy Grant is going on. Absolutely. No matter what we do. If you don't have a favorite Amy Grant Christmas CD, we're probably not going to be great <laughs> friends because I definitely have favorites, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, absolutely. But. Yeah, I just had a really, really hard time. Really hard time. Probably, I'm not going to lie, it was Christmas Eve. We went to the kids' Christmas Eve program, and our friend Laura came up afterwards and said, did that help, Kelly, put you in the mood? And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm yep. sorry. Singing Silent Night by Candlelight helped oh tremendously. Gosh. But up till that point, I was just coasting, really just coasting. I was. I, it, like I said, it was just a, a task I had to do. And it was, there was no joy behind it. There was no excitement behind it. It was, okay, so we're going to set up the Christmas tree early this year because we have too much going on and we can't set up like Norma do. So we set up the Christmas tree. And like that evening, doing that, like I kind of got excited. But then it was like, okay, Carolyn, you need to remember to buy these presents. And oh, don't forget, you've got teacher presents. Oh, there's this cookie exchange you have to do. Oh, You've got this going on. And so instead of like one of my most favorite things to do around Christmas is I'll turn on a Christmas movie and yes. sit in the living room with just the Christmas tree on, read a book, and it's just like magical. Yes. Never happened this year. Yes. Never. And I don't know if I was just too busy or I just didn't, I just didn't feel like it. I was I, just like, meh, I'm not even, I wasn't even too busy. I, I, my favorite thing... I, I have two, you know, types of cookies that I really only make at Christmas and I make big batches of both and my family's like, oh, it's, you know, time for mm -hmm. the cookies type thing. And this year, and I love, I love to turn on my Christmas music. I'll drink a glass of red wine and I start mm -hmm. making cookies and I just love it. And this year on, for the kids Christmas program at school and where we're supposed to bring two dozen mm -hmm. of Christmas cookies or whatever, I went and bought Chips Ahoy Chewy cookies. I just couldn't even... Which were a Couldn't. hit, by the way. They were a hit. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> I know. Don't get me wrong. I, I bake all the cookies and I love a good homemade cookie. But whenever I do that every year for the... So I kind of run the after school thing for the Christmas program, whatever. Sometimes the store-bought cookies are the ones that go the <laughs> And they're like... Because a lot of times people will be like, oh, I don't want to just buy Oreos. I'll buy the chewy yeah. chips ahoy or like this snickerdoodle s'mores flavored one and like the kids go nuts over them yeah so, yeah balance 
I was just, I was a real dud. I was a very, I was a big loser this Christmas. Super, super big loser this Christmas. And I'm, I've, I've been working hard in January to pull myself out of the rut. I was mm-hmm. just in a slump, a rut in life, in Christmas joy, all yep. of it. And I'm trying to slap myself and get with it. I'm getting my poop in a group and trying to get my shit together to be joyful again. I think the biggest thing for me was I personally, for me personally, I got too caught up in the rat race of it. I was, I was too worried about the materialistic and, you know, I've got to get these kids these presents and I've got to do this and this. And I got so caught up in that. Like for me, it was, it was actually, I think I messaged you guys. It was the day of Christmas Eve or yes, it was something. And I was like, finally it hit me. And I was like, Carolyn, like, stop and think. This is about Jesus Mm -hmm. being born. It's not about making sure there's 15 presents under the tree and you've made these cookies for this and this. I was like, it's about Jesus being born. And like, we went to the kids' church Christmas program and we did the Silent Night by Candlelight. Literally couldn't even sing the first verse. I was sobbing so hard. I had to give you tissues afterwards. Mm -hmm. You You were sitting in front of me. Yep, you did. You did. We got done with that and our good friend Laura came up and gave me a hug yep. and told me Merry Christmas. And I teared up again and I was like, oh, this is what I needed. I yeah. needed to be in church and I needed to see the kids do their program. I needed to sing the traditional hymns. Yes. I just needed to get back to the simplicity and basis of it versus the 500,000 other things yes. we throw on top. Yes, yes, yes. So, I, I'm hearing you. I was the same way. I'm yeah. the same way. But I think also, like, I've kind of been in that phase in my life where I'm so caught up with the the to-dos, the schedule, the rat race, that I haven't been enjoying the the simple things, the little things, I think. And, like, like looking towards 2024, like, that's what I keep telling myself. I'm like, it's your goal, Carolyn. Don't worry so much about the schedule and all these things like enjoy a Friday night at home when you guys you watch a movie with your kids yeah you know go back to the little simple things that you know bring you joy and make you happy yes you know yes yes and it's so hard to pull yourself out of the chaos of it well because that I think that's our role our role is the the to control the chaos at home we are the ones that bring the calm to the storm Mm -hmm. and it is very very stormy around Christmas unfortunately it shouldn't be that way, but it is. There's there's part of me that I've said, I said to myself several times this past winter that I am like, man, I wish we could just have like a little house on the prairie Christmas mm-hmm. where the kids got an orange and a peppermint stick and everybody was thrilled, you yeah. know, instead of all the different, you know, activities and tasks and, and whatnot. And it's not even so much like the presents under the tree. Like, I don't even so much feel obligated to buy my kids the nicest things. No, or, we don't know, either. But it's the, okay, you got to have Christmas here and Christmas Eve is here at this person's house. And then you have Christmas Day here and then Christmas Day in the evening, you got this person's house to go to. And then they do a gift exchange at school and you have this other gift exchange that you're in charge of for this group of kids. And don't forget, there's also two dress up days thrown in there, like an ugly sweater and a pajama day. And those are the things that like, like, I know they're fun for my kids. I know my kids love that kind of stuff, but it like overwhelms yes, me because yes. you've got to help coordinate all of it. Yes. You know, and so you, you get lost in the, 
you get lost in the details. Absolutely. You do. But part of being a mom is the details. It absolutely is. It's the details. It is. But it's over. And I survived. We survived. But I really, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm trying to be really conscious of it, even though it's only January. I'm going to try to remember this going into November and December Mm -hmm. this fall. I really want to do a better job of, I don't know how to say this, like proactively remembering to be joyful Mm -hmm. in the problems or in the tasks, the, the, the holy hustle of it all, the holy hustle of it all, the holy hustle of being a mom and having the 900 tasks and all those little extra Mm -hmm. things and, and stuff. And, and, and so I'm going to try to just really be cognizant of that because I also don't want my kids growing up being, you know, like, oh, you know, when we were really little, Christmas was really special and we did all these things, but, you know, mom kind of lost her shit. (laughs) She, Older midlife crisis. Yeah, I was the best. <laughs> no, I know exactly what you mean. Exactly, it was just like this year we we didn't have a weekend where we took the kids to see the Christmas lights. Yeah. And on the one hand, the ages that my kids are at, probably only one of them really cares about that. So on the one hand, you're like, oh, do we want to carve out this time? But then the other hand, I'm like, but it's still kind of a tradition and a magical thing. You Absolutely. know, like. like you got to make those the time for those little things and appreciate the the little moments, the little memories, the little traditions, I guess yeah. is the way I want yeah. to word it. But we, it's hard to, and I know we've discussed this within our group message with our friends and stuff. As your kids are getting older and you have these traditions, it's hard to change those traditions to fit their age, yeah, but not lose those traditions at the same time. You know, like right. one of our traditions is, Every single Christmas Eve night, we set out cookies and milk for Santa. We read a night before Christmas. Henry's almost 15. Yeah. He 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 doesn't want any part of that, you know. And so how do you um, allow for that but still keep your tradition? I just become a dictator. Um, <laughs> Kelly's like, I got you. I got you. Let Here's me tell you how to do, do it. it. So one of the things that we do every year since the kids were tiny, tiny, tiny was we drive over to Mattoon where they have all of this, this, this huge Christmas light display Mm -hmm. and all the businesses sponsor these lights, you know, these little scenes and whatnot. And this year, just because of busyness and schedules and everything, we uh, literally on Christmas Eve, we still hadn't done it. And I'm looking up to see, is it still open after Christmas? And so an hour before we left for the Christmas Eve program at church, I said something to Nick about going, to, I'm like, maybe we should just go to Mattoon and, and go see those lights right after the Christmas program. And everybody was like, I don't really, and I'm like, that's what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And everybody's going to be happy. And so for Christmas Eve, we got done with the crying at silent night. We got the car, we drove to Mattoon. We went through the drive through at the cheeseburger joint. And we ate cheeseburgers and fries while we, as we drove five miles an hour through the park. And honestly, that was the busiest I'd ever seen it. I mean, there were, I mean, there was probably 50 cars in front of us. So it wasn't just us. Wasn't Mm -hmm. just us. But yeah, I I have two traditions and I've just decided that I'm going to be a dictator on them. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to watch these two or three movies together that we watch together every year. And we're going to go see these Christmas lights. And if you don't act joyful, you're getting gifts taken away from you. This is the way it's going to work. Be joyful. I need the (laughs) oohs and ahs about the Christmas lights, just like when you were five years old. That's hilarious. (laughs) But this thing is like, even given their age, like I, 
it still probably excited them a little bit. Are I they think gonna so. let you know that? No. Like that would be totally uncool. But is it like, oh yeah, me and my family went to see Christmas, Christmas. like Yeah. When they're when they're thirty years old, they're gonna be like every year. That's yeah. what we did, you know. Absolutely. So like one of our other traditions is every single Christmas Eve night, we always go to Christmas at my grandpa's. Well, it was my grandparents before my grandma passed away, but now my grandpa's. And then we come home and we turn on a Christmas story. And we do our little tradition there before the kids go to bed. And then all day on Christmas Day, we watch a Christmas story. We just put it on repeat because it used to be on like, maybe it was like TLC or something like that when we had cable and it was on repeat. And so we just turned it on repeat. And I hadn't got it turned on yet Christmas Eve night. And Cora came in and she was like, Mom, aren't you going to turn on a Christmas story? And I was like, yes. And I was like, I'm so glad that you remember that this is what we do. And then we sit and we kind of watch it together and we laugh about our favorite parts or whatever. So, yeah, it's important to keep those little things. I figure my kids are at the age that now when we do those traditions and I become dictator and I'm like, we're getting in the car and you're going to be freaking joyful <laughs> about seeing the Christmas lights or you're going to sit down in the family room and we're watching Mickey's Christmas Carol. Okay. <laughs> These are the stories they're going to laugh about when they're like, they're like, remember when we went in and do that? Mom was like, sit down and be joyful, kids. Uh Sit down and be joyful. I'm like, yep. Yes. So So one of my favorite Christmas decisions we had whenever I was a kid was, actually, it was not my favorite. I absolutely hated it. So my dad would play Santa Claus and we would have to sit on his lap and my mom would quiz us on Bible trivia I would have loved you would have you Jeopardy on Christmas Eve. Yes. yes. We had to recite our what is your favorite Bible verse? And then you had to recite it. And every time after you got done, you got a little bit of candy. And so you would do you would sit on my dad's lap and like do like four or five different things. And like by the time I was 16, I was like, I really like yeah. really, I got to do this. But I did it. Now, as an adult, I'm like, like, we laugh yes. about it. We joke about it. It's our favorite thing. We're like, oh, remember when we did blah, 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 you know? And so, like, I agree. Like, making, even even though they're older, making them do some of those things, I'm mm-hmm. like, you're going to laugh about this one day and be like, oh, my gosh. Remember yeah. when mom and dad made this do? Or you're going to love it and be like, oh, yeah. my gosh, I love that we did this yeah. every single year. You 20 know? years from now, my ki- grandkids are coming over <laughs> and sitting yes. and watching Mickey's Christmas Carol. And the best Christmas pageant 20 ever. 20 years from now, you're optimistic. I, f- I feel like you got less the years than that before you have I'm just, kids. I'm just, well, they might be 10 years old. They might be eight oh, years okay. old. They may be two. Okay. You okay. know, you never know. But yeah, I'm forcing at them too. That's going to put your kids in their 30s before they have kids. Hey, so. that's where I was. That's, that's I right. Was. Oh yeah. Gosh. That's right. Yeah. Get that. Yeah. I'm old. Very <laughs> not, old. Not everybody starts at 24 like I did. <laughs> Baby. So yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it. I don't know. I had an off year. I'm I'm keeping it in mind going into 2024's Christmas season. We're planning it already. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in January and I'm planning it. So I think in general, um, I had a I had an off year on everything this year in general, and I think it is just partially my age, but I think it's partially adjusting to your your kids' ages, the different stages you're at with their life. And reassessing which directions you go and how you kind of move forward with that. And this was probably the one year like I was just like, I have no idea what's going on in my life at all. And it was really hard for me to 
re-grasp myself around that in conjunction with this person that I always was. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, you don't have time to do those things because you've got kids in three different sports or your kids doing this and you've got to, he's working this summer and you've got to take him to work every, you know, readjusting your expectation level with what is going on in your life. Yeah. That's how I want to explain it. The expectation level I had of what I thought I should be doing versus the stage I'm at and coming to terms with, okay, you know, this is probably not going to happen, but guess what? You're going to be at every single one of your kids' games and that's way more important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I completely get that. Absolutely. So. There's always a shift that's going on mm-hmm. and it's never ending. You know, I, know. I mean, it's, there's going to be I another know. and another and another. Yeah. I agree. So with the constant changing and stuff like that and coming off of a, a year with no Christmas spirit, um, what do we think of our 2024? Well, I'm trying to be more joyful. <laughs> there was a pretty low threshold there, so it's it's pretty it's a pretty it's a pretty th- easy Feels like thing. An attainable goal. Yeah, really. it's a very very attainable <laughs> goal compared to what November and December were. I always like looking forward to the new year. Like a lot of people set like super high goals, and I think that's great. Yeah, I, I'm my personality type is like always be striving or whatever. But I feel like you should throw in a few like attainable goals in there. That way yes. you feel like you accomplished something. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Because otherwise, if like my New Year's resolution is to run a 50 mile race, like that's going to be pretty hard for me to accomplish. Where if I'm just like do five, five Ks this year, I could probably accomplish that. You know, so yeah. if I accomplish that, I won't feel like such a failure if I don't do the others. It's a- I re- Basically, I'm setting myself up for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I remember in high school, an adult asked me what my New Year's goals were. And, and I said, well, I have plans to watch all of the Rocky movies this year. I've never seen any of them. And she's like, I expected a little more out of you, Kelly. And I'm like, well, I hate to be a foregone conclusion. So I'm just full of surprises, you know. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so have you seen where like a lot of people will choose a word for the New Year? Yes. Yes. And I actually really like that. So one of, gosh, I don't remember when it was. Let's see. It would have been the year 2018. That was a long time ago. I chose the word gratitude. Yeah. And I was like, you're going to be grateful no matter what this year. And so every morning I would wake up, I do my daily devotion and then I'd sit and I'd write five things I was grateful for that had happened the day before or looking forward to the day or whatever. And there was a lot of things that happened that year and it like it worked. Like, yeah, it re- like I, I still I was so grateful for all the things. And I was like, I really like the idea of picking a word and every day, even if it's just a small thing you're doing, you're still adding that into your day. So my word for 2024 is present. Okay. I want to be present in the moment and not so caught up in my to-do list that I forget to appreciate what's happening right now. Okay. Okay. Like, I feel like... I think that's a good one. As a mom, you're you're so worried about the to-do list and what's happening next yeah. and planning for the next. You kind of forget to like, oh, stop. We just had a really great day. You know, yeah. Just, just pause even for just a few seconds and appreciate that moment. Yes, there's still things on your to-do list, but don't forget to appreciate what's happening right this second. Yeah, yeah. So that's my, that's kind of my goal. I have some other ones too, but 
I also want to read 100 books this year. So let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I made it to 80 last year. Good job. So close. We got to hit 100. And then I've got a few races lined out that I want to accomplish this year. But yeah, my main goal is just to be more present. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't, I don't have a word. I haven't jumped on that bandwagon. Mine's, if I had to, if I had to pick one right here on the spot without thinking it through, mine would be the opposite of yours. Mine would be proactive. And, and, and that coming from a place of, I no longer want to go to church in the morning on Sunday without knowing what has already prepped for lunch. Okay. So just to kind of, because I feel like it's when I'm not proactive, that's what brings chaos. chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm really trying to, I, can, I know I can't eliminate it. I can't control it, but I'm trying to bring some calm to it mm-hmm. as much as possible. Because our lives are chaos a lot nowadays with everything mm-hmm. going on. And so, you know, um, I, yeah, that's what I'm trying. I think probably as I, I didn't pick it as a word or anything, but going into 2024, I'm like, I need to just really, you know, like on Saturday, what at least, you know, like have meat thought out and stuff like that instead of coming home from church and being like, oh, well, let's just go out to eat, you Mm -hmm. know, or, you know, those types of things. Like, let's just have it ready to go type of thing. And so that's so to me, I'm I'm trying to be a little bit more in the future Mm -hmm. than what I have been the last few months. Most definitely. I think I think that's a wonderful thing. Like, so we have several games that were coming up this week and I did I sit down sat down and like meal planned for the week and I was like okay we know we have a game this day so that's a crockpot meal we know we have a game this day crockpot meal or something whatever and I do think whenever you have those plans in place or whatever helps things feel less chaotic absolutely you know absolutely there's you already know, okay, going into this, this is going to be a little... So rather than add to that, I'm going to have this prepped and then we've got this and this to do. And this, so then it's not coming home at 8.30 at night, 9 yes. o'clock from a ball game. Sticking and it's like, oh my, yeah, what am I yeah. going to do? And then you got to wait on that. And it's like fretting about getting this this laundry done or whatever. So yeah, I totally like... And I'm I'm on board with that. I Because I, tr- I definitely try to do that. I think mine is more... I fail at sitting at a ball game, watching my kids play, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, whenever you get home, you need to do this laundry, and you need to get the dishwasher unloaded and redo this. And I want to be like, nope, pause. Yeah. You still have that, and but focus on what's going on in front of you right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I get that. I, I, and. No, I completely get that. And that is a worthy goal. And I need to work on that, too. Just being in the moment and mm-hmm. watching what, you know, your family's doing and, and stuff like that. I am very much the type of person that I worry. Oh, I worry about everything. <laughs> I get that. Me too. And then if I don't worry about everything, I'm going to worry about things that aren't even happening and aren't even a blip in our yeah. radar yeah. at all. And so I think mine is more focus on the the here and now, you know, focus on, okay, you got a game tonight, get supper in the crock pot, go watch your daughter play your ball game, you know, focus on that. Quit worrying about this project that you have planned for a month from now. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I get it. No, so I'm like, well, I don't have anything to worry about for my family in this moment right here, right now. Let's open the news and see what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. Let's. I can't. (laughs) I can't. 
I had to walk away from that oh, a long time ago. I know, I know. And I still will. Like, there'll be some days I'll start, like, scrolling the news and and I will have to say, nope, shut her down. You cannot. You got to focus on the here and now and yeah. what's going on because like, that, that's what you can control. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly, exactly. I follow this this girl on Instagram and she talked about, she she's like, I gave up reading the news. And she's like, I know everybody's going to think that's horrible of me. But she's like, I can't control those things. I can only really impact and not even control, but impact what's going on in the four walls of my house with my husband, with my kids. And Mm -hmm. biblically, that is what I'm supposed to be managing anyway. You know, I can't control Putin, you know, Biden, Trump, any any of those people and what's Mm -hmm. going on. And so why I, and, and not that I don't think you shouldn't be aware of it. I, I'm not saying that by any way, no, shape, I or form. You should. But I, it's, I'm not going to lie, like, international news is kind of my soap opera. Like, I like mm-hmm. to tune in every single day, as you know. And so stepping away from that a little bit, I think it's going to give me a little bit of peace moving forward. So I think the internet is one of the greatest and worst things oh, that ever absolutely. happened to us. Greatest in the sense that we can find out anything we want. But and also, keep in contact with people that you couldn't. Yes. Yes. But also I think that and somewhere I've saved a quote. It's like, I don't think people were meant to deal with all that information all the yes. time. Like it, I agree. mentally. It it tears you down. It really does. You know, there's just there's so much information and it's like you're you're trying to manage this and this and this. And then, oh, by the way, you also have three kids and a husband yes. and a career and, you know, whatever that you're trying to manage as well. And it, it's overwhelming. Yes. You know, you yes. have to you have to figure out how to put those things in. Oh, what's the word I want to say? Like those boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries. Find a boundary where, OK, yes. I need to be aware of this, but I also need to recognize that. I can't control. Maybe that should be my word for 2024. Boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> Boundaries within all things. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm excited for this year. We have a, we got our shed built, which was, if you've ever built anything, it's a huge undertaking. Yeah. And so looking forward to this year, like we've got a lot of exciting things happening. We're going to be going to Hawaii for a work thing for Tony. And because I couldn't stand to leave my kids, we're taking our kids with It'll us. It'll be amazing. Oh, oh gosh, They're going to talk about so it the excited. rest of their lives. Trip of a lifetime. So we're doing that. I turned 40 this year. And so I'm dragging my sister and my cousin to a concert. The first one I've been to in like 10 years. So I'm excited for this year. I think that whenever you you go through a year where you've struggled some, it helps you grow. Yes. And so this year I see as like my growth year. I learned a lot of things about myself and my life and what I want and I don't want in my life. And so I'm like, this year, like... It's going to be my year. Absolutely. It is. I actually hate that phrase because it's so cheesy. I feel like I don't care. <laughs> I'm here for the cheesiness. But I, I, I'm like, you know what? This, you, you had a rough year. Now it's time to look forward to a good year. Yeah. And whatever happens, just go with it. So I'm with you. I'm completely with but you. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I, I'm, I'm, as we get to the, you know, not that we're at spring yet, but I, Going towards the end of fall last year, I was like, you know what? I think I think this is my last year for a garden. Like she I'm like, lies. I do. I, I was like, my family makes fun of me over it. Nobody's a willing participant. They all roll their <laughs> eyes, and so I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm done. You know, 
But, you know, here it is. It's going to be 50 degrees next week with a couple mm-hmm. of sunny days. And I'm like, guess who was on Instagram looking at gardening so stuff today? Can we get started? I'm the same way. So I think I sent it to you because we were just talking about how, like, everybody always talks about, like, January is the longest month of the year. It is. And we are just exhausted. We are socially tapped out. We are mentally tapped out. And it talked about how we are essentially animals and this is our hibernation period and they're like you're coming off of six weeks of holidays and socializing with everybody it's okay to be a little chubby it's okay to be tired it's okay to not want to go hang out with people and I'm like I need that in my life but that's me in July too but then they're like but then like you know with the the changing or whatever and I'm like is there ever a moment in the year when you feel more alive Whenever spring hits and the temperatures get better and it's just it's the promise of everything. And you're like, the garden, the weather is getting warmer. The days are longer. We are. What is. Oh, the hills are alive. Yes. Yes. That's how I feel. The scene in Bambi when when it's spring and it's like, you know, and the rain and everything. That's all of us coming out of the house to the first sunny yes. day. And it's only 52 degrees. And we're like, I'm going to put shorts on. Yes. It's, we're going to open the windows. Yes. Yes. We yes. might even turn on the air conditioner. Yes. Like, you know, yes. No. Yes. Yeah. I do. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited for our spring this year because we are done with all of our outside projects. And so I'm like, I can focus on my garden. Like, we did good on the garden last year, but because of things for the shed or whatever, like my strawberry patch, I worked so hard on to establish, they had to trench right through it. Yeah. So I get to start over again, which is fine. But I'm like, I'm so excited. I want to get my strawberry patch established because now I know we're not changing anything and I can get everything established the way I want it in our yard and stuff. So, yeah, I'm excited for the spring. I, yeah, I, I. I, I do think you should start TikToking all of your canning videos. I'm going to throw that out there. She can't a bunch, guys, and you guys don't even know the half of it. And the stuff she cans is not like tomato juice or salsa. It's like full stews in a jar. <laughs> I do. It's a little bit of an obsession. I don't even know how it got to be that way. It was just, it was like, I don't even know how it happened. But anyway, yeah, that is who I am. But so um, that should be your 2024 goal. You're going to, you're going to showcase your ability as, canning and in the garden okay maybe maybe i will okay look but at yeah me. look at me setting goals for i you. know i appreciate <laughs> that i appreciate that yeah poor nick so he has been wanting to buy me a gardening shed for forever and i have dug my heels in and i'm like no we have a barn we have a detached garage we have the garage on the side of the house because in my mind he just wants the little bit of gardening stuff I have out of his shed. Yeah, out of his way. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the three shell of gardening stuff I have are preventing him from living his best life. <laughs> and so he is always like, they I just want to get this gardening shed. And so I'm like, no, no, no. Well, then I saw a picture of Joanna Gaines's garden where she has her gardening shed inside like the fenced garden. And she has all of these paths with raised beds and everything. And I was like, <laughs> maybe. Oh. I'll take that, <laughs> and I'll take that shed. And but I think you're gonna rue the day that you offered it because <laughs> I'm gonna take that shed and I'm gonna raise you. Yes. raising beds and pathways. Well, they'll raise the beds, a fence around it. There's gonna be a little water bath in the center, like Joanna's. I'm like, I saw that, and I was like, I'm signing up for that. 
So yeah, we'll see what actually I happens. I do think those gardens like that are absolutely beautiful. Like mine's mine's pretty chaotic sometimes. Like I try to I try to manage it. Mine's pretty chaotic. But when you walk through a garden like that, you're like, this is beautiful. It is beautiful. But the problem is we had raised beds at our old house. And the problem with them is, is tilling them because mm-hmm. that dirt gets so compacted inside the raised bed mm-hmm. that it's really, really hard to till them. We bought a small, tiny tiller and we would put them in there and try to try to, you know, do whatever, try to till it that way. And it was just miserable. And then I saw somebody on Instagram that said that they're like, oh, I don't till it. What I do is I take a shovel in the fall and I take out the top three to six inches and I put them on the compost pile. And then I replace that dirt come spring. They're like, I don't till it. And I was like, "Hmm, that's kind of a good idea. Maybe. It sounds like a lot of physical work, but I do have two (laughs) kids and a very, very strong husband. Very strong. Once again, he's going to (laughs) work. We're going to plug you. Nick, you're the strongest man we've yes. ever met. Yes, you are. You are. He's not going to listen to this. No. But if anybody else could tag him and yeah. let him know that we're talking him up, his tell strength. Him, tell him. And then, and then he'll have to go out there just to prove yes. he can. Yes. So anyway, yeah. So that's yeah. my that's my current plan from afar. I don't know if it's going to take place, but we're maybe, I'm I'm looking at that. I'm just, I'm just excited to have a garden again for the second year in a row because it seems like since we moved out here it's like one year on one year off yeah you know and then like last year we had it but it was like iffy where I could establish things and I'm like I'm just ready to establish things where I want them and like plow forward yes yes you know I'm done with I'm done with all the other junk we're doing (laughs) please don't build anything else this year Tony my heart can't take it I've had to, I've established four separate gardens and had to tear them down in eight years. Like, just let me have my garden, man. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. This is your year. It is your this year. This is my this year. This is your year. This is my year. You're turning 40. <laughs> you're getting a permanent garden. I mean, and really, hashtag honestly, goals. Honestly, like, if you had told 20-year-old Carolyn yep. that those were her 40-year-old goals, she would be like, whatever nick says that to me all the time she's gonna like have her own house she's never gardening she's never cutting wood she's living in the city she's gonna have this huge Mm -hmm. career yeah and 40 year old carolyn is like i just really want to not have to move my garden again okay can i just please establish my garden that's all i I know right nick (laughs) says that to me all the time he's like if 25 year old corporate kelly could see kelly in her 40s she'd never believe it and i always go Enjoy the ride. <laughs> but you know what, though? <laughs> On the flip side, looking at our husbands and who they are, like, they had to have had, like, a sixth sense to know that we would pivot that way. Because, so. honestly, if we were still the way we were in our 20s, they would not be happy. No, they would not. No. no. They they like this pivot. Has it thrown them for a little bit of a loop? Yes. Maybe. Yes. But they like this pivot. I, I think so. I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. And if they don't, they just don't know it yet. <laughs> They'll come to it someday that they love this. Actually, one of the first conversations Sony and I had when we were dating was about having kids and whether I would be a stay-at-home mom or have a career or whatever. And he he told me then, he was like, I would really like it if you were a stay-at-home mom. And I said, well, thank God, because that's all I want to do. So I'm glad you're on board. Now let's make this happen. You know, so he he knew there was a little bit of that in me already. And then I've just completely went the other way. Poor Nick, one of our first conversations was I was like, 
we can date, but we're not going to get serious because I'm really considering applying to grad school at University of Chicago Northwestern or Harvard. And so like, but here we are. <laughs> and here he, we are. Like, I'm going to roll the dice he, on this. Yeah, one. yeah. he was probably like, you go on and do that and use your income <laughs> to buy land. But here we are. Here we are. Yes. Joke is on you. <laughs> it's so funny. I think the older you get, the more you, as much as I hate to say it, I am old. You reflect on things. Yeah. And the decisions you made and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, the things that I thought I would be doing versus what I am doing, would I change any of it? Absolutely not. Like, I'm yeah. I'm very happy with the decisions I've made and where we have ended up. But, but man, I, I never thought I'd end up here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh. Our poor guys. Our poor guys. I don't feel sorry for them. Oh, come on. No. Have you seen the way they pivoted through life? <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's talk about the pivot my husband made. Yeah. So we yeah. had one vehicle for 18 years, and now I have 500 of them sitting in my driveway because, well, you, you got to have the beater with the heater again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there was this Ford truck that he just had to have, which it is pretty sweet. You're I'm a collector at this point. Oh, You're I know. a collector. We actually had the discussion one evening because I was like, oh, I feel like we've got too many vehicles. And Nick chimed in. He was like, we had 13 when I was in high school. You guys are oh, fine. My gosh. And I was like, I don't know that I want that to be my goal, though. <laughs> The McCormicks are <laughs> notorious, infamous vehicle collectors. They're going to buy something new and not get rid of the old. Not. They're going to, it's going to be in a shed somewhere. And yeah. And, and Nick would like to be the same. I got to rein that in a little mm -hmm. bit with him. But yeah. 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 I've, I've been, I gave Tony a go ahead on the truck accidentally one night because he showed it to me and I go, oh, that's pretty sweet. And I was like, I mean, I guess I don't care. And then like 10 minutes later, he's like, I really wish you hadn't have said that because now I want it. And like him and Nick had it planned up for the next day. Yeah. They were, and I was like, well, I mean, I was just kind of saying, I, I didn't know. I was semi-serious. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you'd think it all the way. Oh, that's great. Mm. Oh, no, gosh. So, so it sounds like our 2024 is going to be pretty amazing. It is. It's going to be great. Actually, what we need to discuss before we finish this up okay. is, so I turned 40 this year. Yeah. You turn 50 next year. No, I have two years. I thought you said Are 50 you, next year. You shortened me a year here. No, I turned 48 this year. 48 this year. Okay. But we had discussed, because I'm going to turn 40, you'll be turning 50 in two years. Yeah. Next year, what are we going to do to celebrate our birthdays, Kelly? Well, <laughs> I have a lot of ideas there. We're going to Universal Studios. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. I you sorry. forgot. We had a whole discussion about this. We that discussion, and I am on board with that. Yes, we're doing that. Because Allison and I have talked about a 50th, like, when the year I turned 50, I don't know what she turns, but we've talked about doing, like, Scotland or Ireland, one of those things. And so I think we need to put that on the list, too. Yes. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to celebrate all of our birthdays here in the next two or three years. Yeah. We're going to get our nerd herd together and we're going to go see Harry Potter World and Universal Studios and we're yes. going to sit and drink coffee or drink butter beers. Yes. Yes. And as, eat the food. As Harry and Hermione and 
Ron did. Yes. And then we're going to go to Scotland. Yes. That's right. I would love to go to Scotland. Oh, my gosh. That's what, that's what, yeah. I think that's an Instagram conversation or something. But, yeah, you have to put that on your list. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Nick's so, not going to go do that with me. I would so. do that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. Oh, so, my gosh. The food. Can you even imagine? I know. So that's the 2026 that's a, trip. Absolutely. Okay. I just want to sit in taverns and, like, eat the food and drink the beer and mm-hmm. listen to people talk. Pretty much. I don't want the commercial experience no i want the local experience. absolutely i want to walk into the hole in the wall bar and be like hey which yes i had an aunt who went to scotland and did that and she was like best experience i've ever absolutely had the holes in the so, wall always have the best food yeah. always that's one of our favorite things to do actually whenever we go on vacation is we'll ask where's the local place everybody goes to versus the commercial yes. ones so i want to go sit with the locals yes. and see what they're doing yes it's my, more fun. my very first international trip was to germany and my good friend Eric was working for Ford over there and we both had vacation to burn at the end of the year. And so I grew up with Eric. So I went over there and we just drove for like two weeks, 10 days, whatever it was in a circle around Germany, hit all the major cities mm-hmm. or whatever. And our, his rule was, is whatever hotel we were staying at, we, we had to eat supper at like a tavern on the block mm-hmm. because that was just as authentic as it gets. And I still remember we ordered, I've never had, had never had roasted duck before and I've never had it since. And it was like the, one of the top five meals I've ever had in my life. And yeah. And so that's my thing. If I go to Scotland or mm-hmm. Ireland, I just want to be like local and authentic. I agree a hundred percent. But also do the Outlander tour. Well, that too. I mean, we we can fit okay, all okay. that in. We can yeah, and there's like a famous library in Edinburgh, you know, and it's got like 19 <laughs> stories to it. You always see it like, so we'll have to do that a little bit, those types of things. But. Spend an entire day at the library. Yes, yes. Even if I just sit there and stare at wasn't everything. That, wasn't Scotland or Ireland the place where there's like a bar in a library and they bring you drinks that you're overstuffed leather chair while you, and we were like, yes. we have to put this on the list. Yeah. Yes, yes. yes. Like we'd be there for 10 days. Alice would be like, losers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I'd be like, I'll see you at the library tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I've got 300 pages left. I, I've probably got another book in me. Yes. So yes. Let's yes. Just go eat, drink, yes. and read books. Yes. Yeah. We drew, what'd you do in Scotland? We read books all 10 days. See, and here's where I'd like to state that this is why our husbands marry. Because <laughs> they're like, are our wives out like gallivanting no. around party? No. no, they're they're at home reading a book right Absolutely. now, and they don't care that I'm over here at Tony's shed drinking. Nope. So, nope, not <laughs> they, a worry. They really got the best end of the they deal. They really, <laughs> really did. We're good cooks. Yes, we yeah. cook, we clean, we take care yes. of the kids, yes. and then on the weekends we're like, "I'm gonna go to bed and read a book. You go do your thing. You go do your thing. Yeah, yeah and I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are we're the dream. We are the dream. <laughs> we are. I try to not let it go to my head, but there are several comments on some of my TikToks I post and they're like, you're the greatest wife ever, Carolyn. I'm like, thank you. Because sometimes I need that validation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Tony probably doesn't think so when he wants me to go out with him. And I'm like, I just started this book and it got really good. And he's like, never mind. I'll call Nick. <laughs> the other night, 
I called Nick and was like, what are you doing tonight? Max had basketball practice and it was just an hour and a half. And I was like, what are you doing during basketball practice? He's like, well, I was going to come home and do this or that. What do you think? And I'm like, I really like feel like going to the bar and have a beer. And he's like, well, you, we're going there. <laughs> that doesn't come up very often. Oh, it's the once a month this is going to happen. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> he's like, we're going. I'm like, that's fun. That's fun. That's funny. I am more social. I will go out more, but. Oh, more often than not, some, especially when I start a good book, I'm just like last night after we got home from the volleyball game, we were supposed to podcast. Yes, yes. And I was pretty tired and it was a late night because of the ball game. And when you were like, let's just do this the next day, I was like, oh, good, because I'm, I got a really good book and I just want to lay in bed and read for a while. And so Tony and I snuggled up. He started a TV series. I got my book and perfection. We lived our best life. There you go. It was perfect. It was meant to be. Today was much better. Tony, your wife is super cool. Yeah, we are. I don't Take care. Note. I, I'm at 48. I don't care. This is who I am. This is who I am at this point. Whatever. As I tell Tony all the time, if you've got a problem, you married me. So yeah. that, that's on you, man. Yeah, yeah. But I, Nick would say that is one of the things, like, when we first dated, like, we went and did everything. And now he's like, now I'm like, pivot. <laughs> Now, see, I showed, I showed my true colors from day one. Did you? I was like, this is me. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a Friday night, and then I'm going to read for two days straight and do nothing. And recover. So, yeah. This is who I am. Yep. Again, so. That's but. great. Anyhow, well, I think we should wrap this up. I feel yeah. like we've been going on forever, but it was really to catch up. You actually, I feel like. We talked about all the things. We did. We did, but we needed to. Like, yeah, yeah, we send messages back and forth during the day, but one minute messages do not take the place of sitting down for a couple of hours and chatting yep so exactly so yeah. we hope you guys have big plans for your 2024 and even if you don't that's okay so that's a goal in itself to have a calm quiet life mm -hmm. and it's a worthy goal absolutely that might be my 2025 2025 yeah we may so, well, we hope you guys have a good evening and thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Did I say talk to you later? What a little... no. Actually, you need to leave that in the end.